Hello and welcome to the Performance Physique Podcast. I am your host, Arj, and we are back after a few weeks away from this microphone. Just in case you've forgotten what the Performance Physique Podcast is all about, we're going to cover all things running, track and field, a little bit of science, a little bit of nutrition, we love lifestyle and rants, and then everything in between that basically gives me the allowance to talk about what I am interested in. Coming up on today's episode, we'll be discussing the progressions of the Diamond League this season, a few athletics meets and new athletics clients we've been working with, We'll also be discussing a recent nutrition article on immune function, and then maybe I'll tell you a little bit more about the exciting developments happening here at Performance Physique. Let's roll straight through to the Lausanne Diamond League then. What an exciting Diamond League race this was. I've seen a couple of more laid back, settled performances, which are clearly uh, been affected by the late World Championships taking place in Doha, meaning that the season is so long, which, which is a, a real nightmare for the athletes and coaches to plan their season. Periodization is clearly gonna be affected for not only this Olympic cycle, but maybe further on down the line. Anyway, Lausanne wasn't like any of these events. This was a fantastic event on the calendar with three meeting records going by. And I've got to say, I am stuck on deciding which was the most exciting event or race of the evening. I think for me though, it has to be the Noah Lyles 200 meter performance. I'm biased, I'm a sprint fan, but you know what? Noah went and ran, spoiler alert, Noah ran a... Noah ran the fourth fastest 200 meters in history. That's right, only Bolt, Johan Blake, and Michael Johnson, the Michael Johnson, are now ahead of him. And we're months and months away from the World Championships. What has this guy got in his bag? And for him to walk off the track and say, hmm, is it wrong for me to say I was expecting a 19.48? And you know what? Looking at him come off that first 100 meters, I was thinking it might actually be a 19.48. So Noah destroys the field in that second 100 meters. He clocked 10.2 in the first 100 and then finished off that race in 19.5. Absolutely rapid. And Alex Quinoas actually came through in second at uh, 1987 with an Ecuadorian record. And Degrasse finished in third with 1992. So what this tells me is that it's actually nice to see Degrasse coming back this season and perhaps living up to what was predicted for his future after Rio and with his close interactions with Usain Bolt. 
earlier on in the evening, and this is this is the one which I was actually tempted to say was possibly my um, my race of the evening, was Timothy Chiriot running an absolutely fantastic 1500 meters. He took a, almost a whole second off the meeting record, and I think it was about yeah, with one lap to go, I think it's about one lap to go, the commentators are saying, what on earth is he doing? This is not how you run a race. Well, I am sorry, if someone breaks a record, we cannot say that is not how you run the race. It just does not work. We did this to Arnold Schwarzenegger by saying his method of training wasn't actually the most effective. And then here we go, 2018, James Krieger et al, actually demonstrate that in order for hypertrophy, the training method, the training stimulus that is most effective suddenly replicates what Arnold Schwarzenegger and all those guys were doing back in the 80s. That's another episode though. Back to the Diamond League performances. We see an amazing Dina Asher-Smith finishing second with a season's best of 10.91. But out in front of her, was Shelley Ann Fraser Price. Unbelievable, 10.74, meaning that she's now run under 10.8 seconds 13 times. That's right, 13 performances of sub 10.8 in the women's 100 meters. Absolutely brilliant. And you know what? With Dina only taking second, she has to be happy, however, because she ran a season's best. There's very little extra that she can ask for, particularly on such a long season. Maybe I actually wouldn't want her, as her coach, to be running a personal best this early on when she's still got quite a long period of time to go before the World Championships. That is obviously everyone's priority right now. But the Diamond League itself was absolutely fantastic. Unfortunately, there was a was a slip up which happened, and that was with um, Gebra. Unfortunately, there was a slip up that happened, and that was with Gebrahut. Unfortunately, there was a slip up that happened during the Lausanne Diamond League, and that was Gebrahut's performance in the 5,000 meters. The bell goes, he's been sprinting for 400 meters now against Kajelka. Everyone's thinking, oh my goodness, this is the performance that is going to change the season. Instead, the experienced Ethiopian finishes his performance one lap early. And it's only when Kajelka runs past him does he realize that he actually needs to carry on running. He joins the pack, but ends up finishing the 5,000 meters in 10th place. It's a real shame, but you've got to say, being so experienced, hearing the bell, shouldn't you have really realized that, oh no, you've got a lap to go. Even if your performance means that, oh, I've just been going too fast and I've got one lap left, you can make slight calculations. But when you come to a full stop, and then you want to join in the final lap of the 5,000 meters. It is not going to happen. Those guys are running too fast. Anyway, moving on, we're going to be talking about 
the athletics meet that I went to very recently in the West Midlands, a few of our new athletes, and yes, that's right, that nutrition article. We'll be back. Let's roll straight through to the Lausanne Diamond League then. What an exciting Diamond League race this was. I've seen a couple of more laid-back, settled performances which are clearly uh, being affected by the late World Championships taking place in Doha, meaning that the season is so long, which, which is a, a real nightmare for the athletes and coaches to plan their season. Periodization is clearly going to be affected for not only this Olympic cycle, but maybe further on down the line. Anyway, Lausanne wasn't like any of these events. This was a fantastic event on the calendar with three meeting records going by. And I've got to say, I am stuck on deciding which was the most exciting event or race of the evening. I think for me though, it has to be the Noah Lyles 200 meter performance. I'm biased, I'm a sprint fan, but you know what? Noah went and ran, spoiler alert, Noah ran a, Noah ran the fourth fastest 200 meters in history. That's right, only Bolt, Johan Blake and Michael Johnson, the Michael Johnson, are now ahead of him. And we're months and months away from the World Championships. What has this guy got in his bag? And for him to walk off the track and say, hmm, is it wrong for me to say I was expecting a 19.48? And you know what? Looking at him come off that first 100 meters, I was thinking it might actually be a 19.48. So Noah destroys the field in that second 100 meters. He clocked 10.2 in the first 100 and then finished off that race in 19.5. Absolutely rapid. And Alex Quinoas actually came through in second at uh, 19.87 with an Ecuadorian record. And De Grasse finished in third with 1992. So what this tells me is that it's actually nice to see De Grasse coming back this season and perhaps living up to what was predicted for his future after Rio and with his close interactions with Usain Bolt. Earlier on in the evening, and this is this is the one which I was actually tempted to say was possibly my, um, my race of the evening, was Timothy Chiriot running an absolutely fantastic 1500 meters. He took a, almost a whole second off the meeting record. And I think it was about, yeah, with one lap to go, I think it's about one lap to go. The commentators are saying, what on earth is he doing? This is not how you run a race. Well, I am sorry if someone breaks a record, we cannot say that is not how you run the race. It just does not work. We did this to Arnold Schwarzenegger by saying his method of training wasn't actually the most effective. And then here we go, 2018, James Krieger et al. actually demonstrate that in order for hypertrophy, 
the training method, the training stimulus that is most effective suddenly replicates what Arnold Schwarzenegger and all those guys were doing back in the 80s. That's another episode though. Back to the Diamond League performances. We see an amazing Dina Asher-Smith finishing second with a season's best of 10.91. But out in front of her was Shelley Ann Fraser-Price. Unbelievable. 10.74, meaning that she's now run under 10.8 seconds 13 times. That's right. 13 performances of sub 10.8 in the women's 100 meters. Absolutely brilliant. And you know what? With Dina only taking second, she has to be happy, however, because she ran a season's best. There's very little extra that she can ask for, particularly on such a long season. Maybe I actually wouldn't want her as her coach to be running a personal best this early on when she's still got quite a long period of time to go before the World Championships. That is obviously everyone's priority right now. But the Diamond League itself was absolutely fantastic. Unfortunately, there was a, was a slip up which happened and that was with um, Gebra. Unfortunately, there was a slip up that happened and that was with Gebrahut. Unfortunately, there was a slip up that happened during the Lausanne Diamond League, and that was Gebrowitz's performance in the 5,000 meters. The bell goes, he's been sprinting for 400 meters now against Kajelka. Everyone's thinking, oh my goodness, this is the performance that is going to change the season. Instead, the experienced Ethiopian finishes his performance one lap early. And it's only when Kajelka runs past him does he realize that he actually needs to carry on running. He joins the pack, but ends up finishing the 5,000 meters in 10th place. It's a real shame, but you've got to say, being so experienced, hearing the bell, shouldn't you have really realized that, oh no, you've got a lap to go. Even if your performance means that, oh, I've just been going too fast and I've got one lap left, you can make slight calculations. But when you come to a full stop and then you wanna join in the final lap of the 5,000 meters, it is not going to happen. Those guys are running too fast. Anyway, moving on, we're gonna be talking about the athletics meet that I went to very recently in the West Midlands, a few of our new athletes, and yes, that's right, that nutrition article. We'll be back. Unfortunately, there was a slip up that happened during the Lausanne Diamond League, and that was Gebrowitz's performance in the 5,000 meters. The bell goes, he's been sprinting for 400 meters now against Kajelka. Everyone's thinking, oh my goodness, this is the performance that is going to change the season. Instead, the experienced Ethiopian finishes his performance one lap early. And it's only when Kajelka runs past him does he realize that he actually needs to carry on running. He joins the pack, but ends up finishing 
the 5,000 meters in 10th place. It's a real shame, but you've got to say, being so experienced, hearing the bell, shouldn't you have really realized that, oh no, you've got a lap to go. Even if your performance means that, oh, I've just been going too fast and I've got one lap left, you can make slight calculations. But when you come to a full stop and then you want to join in the final lap of the 5,000 meters, it is not going to happen. Those guys are running too fast. Anyway, moving on, we're going to be talking about the athletics meet that I went to very recently in the West Midlands, a few of our new athletes, and yes, that's right, that nutrition article. We'll be back. Right, moving on, let's talk about nutrition and immune function. So this recently came up because one of my clients, one of my runners from Friday Night Track Club, actually inquired about whether there was anything they could do to boost their immune function, considering they do the exercise with us and they're wondering if maybe they need to strengthen or improve their immune function with some nutritional supplements. First up, this is not going to be in a complete um, transcript of the nutrition article that I wrote. If you want to go and grab that and take a look yourself, then head to performancephysique.co.uk, click on blog, and you'll see the article there. But I will summarize for you. There are some key points. If you perform exercise, moderate exercise, with a little bit of daily stress, which is surprising for most of us to think this, you will actually find that your, um, your ability to avoid illness is actually elevated, it's slightly higher. As soon as those stresses become really, really high, we do become more susceptible. There are two theories about exercise and immune function, and they are the J-curve theory and the open door hypothesis. I'm not going into those, but you can find out more information on our article online. In terms of your exercise then, if you are training and you feel like you might be coming down with some form of illness, then all you need to do is reduce the duration of your exercise during this period of time. So anything like two hours is gonna make you really susceptible to illness. In fact, it's actually been shown um, to perform 30 minutes of intense exercise is vastly superior to performing two hours of low intensity exercise if you are feeling like you are coming down with some form of illness. One of the applied messages that as a coach I use and other coaches use is to refrain from aerobic exercise if the cold becomes um, a cough and it's going down your throat. At that point, to ensure it doesn't become a chest infection, you need to stop performing aerobic exercise of any sort and allow your body to recover. Reduce your training time, reduce your frequency of training, and maybe moderate the intensity of your training. That's the key messages to do with exercise and immune function. In terms of nutrition, there are some very quick pointers I'm gonna provide you with right now. First of all, eat at maintenance calories. Don't try and lose weight whilst you are um, feeling susceptible to illness or you have a slight illness because this will likely cause you to have a micronutrient deficiency 
you will be low and you will be even more vulnerable or find it harder to recover from your illness. If you are doing that, then make sure you are eating a diet full of vegetables and your protein intake is above 1.4 grams per kilo. So 1.4 to 2 grams per kilo of body mass is great for you. Just make sure that this doesn't put you in a calorie surplus. So you're still eating at maintenance, but you're getting a lot of your calories from protein. Remember, protein has so many uh, functions to do with adequate health. On top of that, you can actually take some extra precautions by looking at supplements. I'm not a massive supplement advocate, but there are some things that will be useful to you. So zinc lozenges are absolutely great. The research around zinc and um, colds, the common cold, is phenomenal. I talk about this loads in the article, so go and head over to the blog. But zinc acetate is the best form. Others do work and then consume them with vitamin C. Although vitamin C, unlike all of those old wise tales, isn't as good as you may believe it to be. On top of this, make sure you are optimizing your vitamin D level. I talk about dosages, I talk about the toxicity of vitamin D, and I also talk about people telling you that you don't need to take vitamin D when you're living in the UK, in the sun, um, during the summer, because you've got sun exposure. I'm gonna talk about that loads in the article, but just have a read and be mindful, be critical of whose advice you listen to. Be critical of my advice, but you know it's right. On top of that, Probiotics. So probiotics have no clinical evidence to support the use of them, but they do have some benefits anecdotally and also there are trends behind the research. So it might be worth taking a probiotic, but do bear in mind that it takes about four weeks of consistent consumption for probiotics to do anything. Other than that, the links between exercise and immune function do vary per individual the considerations around your environment and what kind of um, sleep you're getting do vary as well. It's not just exercise, it's not just diet, there are loads of variables. You wanna hear more? Go and head over to our blog and read aloud, otherwise you won't hear anything. But go and check the article out, let me know what you think about it. We're now gonna be heading over to our next topic. In addition to the Lusanne Diamond League athletics that we watched over the weekend, we also headed down to watch one of our young, upcoming and promising athletes compete at Sutton Coalfield on uh, Sunday for the 100 and 200 meter events. She also did a few other events, but those were the focus for us. Now I've got to say, I'm so, so proud to see her development. We've only been working regularly throughout the um, spring and summer so far. And this year is really a training year. It's a, about building a foundation for her. Whereas next year is gonna be her performance year in my vision. What I must say is that I was a little bit disappointed to see the state of local athletics meets with maybe a quarter, an absolute max of what I used to see at athletics events, perhaps even less than that. But her performances were excellent and she continues to improve race after race, training session after training session. This does bring me back to that old point though, doesn't it? Are we really doing what we can as a group of coaches and clubs 
to maximize performance? I've said it before and I will say it again, the answer is no. I do not believe that we should be keeping this same format of athletics club memberships and volunteer coaches when realistically other sports have cottoned onto the idea and realized that no, coaches need to be paid. Paying a coach, even if it's minimal, doesn't just raise the standard of education that they will receive, it improves the amount of education that they want to then deliver to their athletes. It sets a precedent with both the, the parents and the junior athletes and the club. We need to really address this. If we keep doing the same thing, the sport will keep going in the same direction. And I know this is an unpopular uh, position from me and is something which I imagine others really think that I shouldn't be doing, but other sports are doing it, other countries are doing it. So we need to change this in the UK. On top of that, I have some exciting news. We're gonna be introducing a 13 plus, so 13 to 18 years speed and running technique group for our Trackside Athletics Academy. If you are living in Birmingham, in Solihull, then I do want you to head to our website, performancephysique.co.uk and check this out by heading to Trackside Athletics Academy. And we're also gonna be making some announcements about working with us as one of our online clients. That's where you can get some coaching from us for a period of time. And for this very special announcement, you're gonna have a hint, I know you are, you're gonna have an idea of what I'm talking about, but it does include coaching from us free of charge for a period of time. This isn't a catch, this is something that we are working on and we're gonna make an announcement very, very soon. But I am so proud to see where Performance Physique are moving to. Our coaches are delivering more sessions. We've got more and more clients. We're creating more and more free content. We want to see you taking advantage of this. So make sure if you haven't done it yet, sign up for our seven day running challenge. That's completely free. You get seven days of coaching from us, access to us online, and we send you loads of videos. And then finally, we've just released our mobility video using lacrosse balls for calf tightness, shin splints and plantar fasciitis. If you head to our Instagram, you'll then be able to search performance underscore physique. You'll find our profile link gives you a link to that mobility video. And for the next two days, it's just one pound. You can't go wrong. One pound for some uh, programming on your mobility using a lacrosse ball. For now though, it's a long episode. I appreciate you sticking with me for this long. Make sure you subscribe. Please, please, please tell your friends, tell one person every single day to go check out Performance Physique on Instagram, on Facebook, or performancephysique.co.uk. Hit us up on Twitter, that's Perform Physique, and I will do my very, very best to get back to you. But for now, thank you very much for listening. We can't wait to speak to you again soon.